what happens when you take a uh, championship career in college coaching and leave that behind to open up your own glove company, you end up on a podcast with me. We are here with Kevin Schneider this week on the Jersey Baseball Show. Welcome, Kev, and uh, got some stories to tell here, and we got a uh, podcast to preview for next week. Thanks, Ols. Good to have you, man. I love the uh, love the intro. Um, exciting stuff going on with you, and appreciate you having me on, man. Absolutely, all all ACBL champs are allowed on this show. It's all exactly. Fun. But let's uh, let's fill all our, uh, our all our watchers, all our, our viewers, all our people listening on uh, the RSS feed. Uh, kind of get them up to date with with your career if you ha- if they if they haven't seen, if they've been hiding, if they haven't been watching uh, intentional talk on MLB or paying attention to the All Star Game or anything. Um, you know, Kev, you you had a uh, certainly an up and coming college coaching career. I was getting my bags packed to be your director of ops at some big time D one school and. You know, this year, um, you know, life throws a, a curveball and, and, and you change directions and, and now head of the Emory Glove Company. Tell us about how we go from from building champions to, to building custom gloves and uh, just kind of get us up to date here. Yeah, man. Um, you know, coaching, coaching was, has always been such a big part of my life and my career. I've done it for the last, you know, 15 years at kind of the cool part was every level, whether it was travel baseball, high school baseball, and then, and then college baseball. Um, so it's a little weird for me not doing it. I don't think I'll ever not coach, right? I don't think I'll ever not coach. Um, I just enjoy it. I enjoy the relationship aspect of it. I, I will always train and coach in some way, shape, or form, uh, I think, for the rest of my life. But, you know, it, it the, the timing of it, of, of taking this, this new company and this idea that I've been working on for a while and, and kind of been plotting uh, with was just felt right. Um, baseball gloves, the glove company, the glove industry has been such a huge passion of mine my entire life. I, uh, I think it's a pitcher's thing, right? Like, like I remember like back in 2001, like 20 years ago when I was in high school, I was the guy like I ordered a red glove from Japan with my name embroidered on it. Uh, and like you couldn't do that stuff back then, you know, like right. you couldn't, you, you know, you couldn't go online. You couldn't you better, call somebody. I don't even know how I did it still. And but you somehow, better be able to back it up if you do, too. I'd say what it looked pretty good on the cover of the Trentonian after after <laughs> dominating some big games. I can probably dig up some of those picks still. Um, but. Lawrence High School, you know, red and black, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I probably got some heat for 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 rolling out to uh, on the mound with that. But thankfully, I, you know, had some pretty good stuff then. But so, just a huge passion of mine, man. And and the first thing I wanted to do before rolling the company out, and I'm trying not to ramble on too much, was just really get to know the ins and outs of gloves, right? What makes them good? What makes different leathers? What uh, what makes the insides of gloves feel certain, certain ways and patterns and um, pocket depth and things like that, comfort. And uh, once I feel like I got a, and that was just a ton of uh, R&D research and development and testing and getting gloves. And this one feels like crap. This one feels great. This leather feels stiff. This leather feels floppy, whatever it is. Um, and I kind of did that secretly over a couple of years. Um, and then once I felt comfortable with the, with the product and knew, felt like I could 
throw it out there with anybody in the in the world um, was when we launched. You know, it was only about five months or uh, months ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a really fast, fun ride, really quick. I, I'm always going to keep an open mindset and know there's plenty to learn in the innovation of the glove world and whatnot. But I think we have a really cool thing and uh, and vibe going from the branding to who we have involved to um, the number of pro guys we have involved already. And, and, and then obviously some of the projects we've done already that have gotten some national and even sounds weird, but global exposure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's talk to us about, I mean, obviously the thing that that's most known, you know, besides, uh, you know, what's on the website is, is the, the glove that the, the Vlad Guerrero all-star game glove project that, you know, you could spend thousands of dollars on advertising and, and you'd never really get a better moment than that. (laughs) It's just not possible. So, so, you know, certainly there's, you know, some some tie-ins in your background that, you know, and, and family background that, that obviously led to it that, that might not be able to be duplicated by anybody. But, you know, I mean, success stories always involve, you know, there's an opportunity in your position and your poise and you take advantage of it. Um, tell us about what went into, you know, first of all, your connection with uh, with Vlad Jr. And we'll, we'll get a, a picture of the glove up for everybody. What went into this glove, this story, and, and some of the really kind of cool things that came from it. Yeah, man, that was, it still feels so surreal, that whole project. Um, you know, so, so the backstory, obviously my brother, John, uh, he's the major league coach. He's doing the Blue Jays for going on 20 years as a player and a coach. The cool thing with John and, and Vladdy um, is John's pretty much been the only coach he's had or the primary coach he's had since he was 16 and he signed coming out of the DR. Um, So, so they have an extremely, extremely close relationship. John threw to him in the 2019 home run derby um, where he just put on the most epic show of all time as a, as a 20 year old kid. Um, So I've, I've met him when he was in the minor leagues. I met him uh, in New Hampshire when John was managing there. And um, so it's been cool. You know, I I definitely have the connection through my brother, but, like you said, I mean, I always say my brother's the second best coach in the family. So I'm not going <laughs> to like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, give him credit for this or anything like that. But we've had opportunities to hang out. We've had opportunities to, to meet um, a number of times, which is awesome. He's one of the best players in the world. So when the All-Star game was coming up, I just kind of had this idea of like, OK, what can we do that's like really cool for Vladdy? Um you know, he was having a huge year mm-hmm. come out party for him. Um, obviously, huge expectations. And he was, you know, at such a young age with a Hall of Fame father. Um, but in the back of my mind, I always knew, you know, there was this this iconic picture of, of, of him and Vladdy Sr. Um, and, I mean, it's one of the most iconic pictures of all time, you know, where, where his Hall of Fame father is – is tipping his cap and he, him as a three-year-old is tipping his cap. Um, and, and, and fast forward, you know, the years and here he is in the major leagues as one of the best players in the world. So I said, how can we get that picture on a glove? And the first thing, sorry if my lighting's changing, I'm out, I'm outside. Um, the first thought was let's paint it. Let's paint the picture on, right. Similar to, similar to, uh, the Chase Petty Zeus glove that we did. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that was going to be pretty complicated to, to, to paint on leather is really hard. And I don't paint. We, we, we have a head artist in the company that, that, that does it. I do mess around a little, but I would never, he's a professional. So it was like, okay, that even a good portrait on canvas of that picture would be really, really hard. Right. How can we do that on a glove? It's going to be almost impossible. So then I, I started researching how you print on leather, um, did some terrible tests and had to reach to all ends of the world to get this uh, kind of technology to be able to do it. And then we had to work on the sizing of, okay, like what would work on a glove? Now, thankfully, it was a first baseman's mitt, so it kind of had a good blank canvas yeah, yeah kind of the back back of the glove um so did some tests and then finally got to a certain machine where the picture came out like it did and we were like oh my goodness this is going to be awesome um so and, and you know what at first we wanted to do other things put other things on the glove and we're just like yeah this is the best picture ever it's so iconic let's let's just you know have it be blue jay colored with the web and stuff like that in the palm mm-hmm. um and let's just let the picture speak for itself we put the dominican flag on there for him um and and obviously vladdy jr and 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 stuff like that and the rest is history man that day I was out actually. I wasn't even watching a lot of the pregame stuff. And I just kept getting texts and texts and call and call and be like, yo, Major League Baseball just 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 posted. You know We were at a game. Yes. We had a we had a game that day. Yep, it was a Tuesday. Of course we did. Yeah, we had a game every day. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I was walking out and my phone was just blowing up. And I was like, holy cow, like Starting nine just posts this. Uh, the Blue Jays just posted the glove. Then it was something like, yo, Major League Baseball just posted your glove and tagged you in it. And I was like, holy cow. Um, and then it just went MLB.com and Sports Illustrated. It, it was just, I still don't even know everything that it went on. Um, so it was beyond cool. It was really humbling. Um, it's cool to see Vladdy using it, you know, in pregame at stadiums and stuff like that still to this day. Um, so yeah, went, went pretty viral, obviously, uh, when you have major league baseball and those, those, those companies post your, your product, certainly good for advertising for sure. You got another moment with Kevin Millar a couple of weeks later, right? I mean, how did, yeah. how did that one come about? Yeah, that one came about, honestly. So, so the, so the Vladdy glove got on, uh, it was on intentional talk. They featured it there. Um, they featured it on a couple of the pregame all-star games with Harold Reynolds and those guys. Um, so Millar and, and, and those guys saw the glove through there and, and we just kind of connected and he's such a cool guy, man. He's, he's, he's one of those, um, you know, he's, he's a superstar, former big leaguer, but he's just so cool, you know? And so, so he was just like, he loved the glove and was like, I would love to have a custom and, and all this stuff. So we had some ideas for him and we didn't want to tell him everything. You know, like we didn't want to tell, I don't want to, I don't want to tell him everything um, or, or like have him design it. Like that's half the cool, that, that's like the coolest part about these gloves is like, Hey, let me design it. And you just like show it to them. And they're like, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so he calls himself the real one five, which I love. Cause he, he's, he's the man. So we got the real one five on there. 
Cowboy Up was obviously his his iconic saying in, in 2004 when they won the World Series, um, when they were down three games to none against the Yanks. And then, you know, uh, world champ, 04 world champ, he calls himself all the time. Um, and he's just such an America, you know, America guy. So we thought the the stars, red and navy with the Boston logo and stuff like that would be would be really cool. So he got it after kind of saying, hey, you know, can I get a glove type thing? Oh, we got that. We put got him on the palm um, and we sent that to him and they told us, hey, it was probably going to be on the show. And we we're like, all right, cool. Like, that'll be awesome if like we're on like a little segment. And then they opened the show with it. Open he's got it in his hand. He's got it in his hand, like <laughs> going like this. And, uh, you know, he talks about it. And um, so they end up talking about it for a few minutes, which was just so cool. Uh, mixed in John with it as well, because John got thrown out of the, the Blue Jays game for arguing a Vladdy call the night before. So I guess it was a cool little little way to open the show with the with the glove and uh, and him. But yeah, that exposure is is so cool. Um, and, I, and I think the coolest thing with that is like, yeah, it's about relationships. And obviously, like I had the relationship with Vladdy through my brother, but like I didn't know Kevin Millar. You know, it it was it it was just an authentic thing where like he's just such a cool dude um, where like that's kind of what he does. Like if he he thought it was cool. So like we connected and like sent him a glove and he thought it was cool and had it on the show. Um, So when when partnerships, when relationships are like organic and like these players like the product, these people like the product. It's I think that's the best way to go. You know, like we're not paying people to wear our gloves. You know, we're right. not we're not, you know, uh, paying Kevin Millar. Kevin Millar doesn't need the money. Any couple hundred bucks from, from me to, uh, to to get him to, to, you know, like the glove or say he likes it. <laughs> so it's just an organic, cool thing. And obviously something that I am and uh, we're so thankful for um, we've been able to do and plan on having a lot more stuff like that. I mean, like I said, we're just getting started. Sure. And, and, and already, you know, some, some, you know, Chase Petty, a couple of gloves for him, Anthony Salamedo, a couple for him. So some of New Jersey's biggest stars. Um, what's been your favorite reaction from, from somebody that we might not know like that, not a first or second round pick or former major leaguer. What's one of the really cool reactions you can think of? And that's actually a really good question. And yeah, we've had, we've had, you know, Chase and, 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 you know, um, there's some of like the, I love being a part of like these young guys, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to do like a, like a next gen, like young gun core, um, doing, doing a couple of really cool projects with Jaden Hill from LSU right now. I can't wait for everybody to see. Um, but without those bigger name guys, to be honest with you, it's gotta be like, it's almost just the everyday person. Like people yeah. are, su- are are surprised when, like they're they're fully custom, and people will like DM me on Instagram, and bring up an idea or whatever it is, and they don't really know which direction they want to go, and we'll end up talking for like hours, mm-hmm. which like I can't always do because I'm never gonna have a life ever, but I've done it a lot. Um, and just kind of designing their dream glove and bouncing ideas off each other. And they're just so thankful. And like, when they get it, it's just like, holy cow. And they're so appreciative. Like 
this is exactly what I dreamed of, but better. Um, so there's been so many instances like that. And, and those are like the coolest ones, you know, well, just the, the, just the um, average, the average player, you know, whether a college or high school guy. hundred percent. One of the things we're going to be doing on, on the clean leather podcast, this is promo one coming up, uh, starting next week is, is, you know, have a segment, a, a glove reveal segment. Um, you know, what do we want? You know, what's the thought there and what do we want to, uh, to show everybody when they, you know, the point being that, that somebody who's ordered a glove, they get to see it for the first time, you know, kind of live on, on our show. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of exactly what we were just talking about, right? Like, like these average, not average, but these, these normal players, these non big leaguers are quote unquote famous guys getting a glove, like a, gloves are pieces of art to me, man. Like they're, they're, they're so beautiful and, and, and the process of putting them together and color schemes and the whole design process. So once you see it in person or you see like a real picture of it, the, that reaction is like, it's, it's priceless. So, so having this glove reveal, you know, yeah, we'll have some, some big name guys, right. Um, if it's a, a, a big leaguer or, or a, you know, big name prospect or whatever it is, but just showing these guys who order on a daily basis, their final product, you know, cause every glove is, is it's a one of one it's made from scratch. Um, you know, that's what the custom glove industry is. So each is their own process and their own story and their own reasoning for why they get the certain colors, the certain stitching, the certain, um, web this certain embroidery here and here and different things like that so when they finally see it come together and have the reaction it's it's just awesome yeah i'm a i'm a big food guy which unfortunately if you've known me it's been to my my detriment through the years but i was like you're you're skinny these days now we'll hope it stays that way but always big on that the the food network shows and the restaurant impossibles of the world and their their moment where they show you know the the redone restaurant to these people and it's always the the best part of the show where they you know, they get to see it for the first time. And that's kind of where I'm, you know, hoping that, that this can go. And, you know, obviously everybody out there subscribe to, uh, to youtube.com slash generals baseball LLC. Although we'll probably be rebranding that soon. And these videos will be up on the, uh, the Emory glove, uh, co.com website. Um, but this is something that we're really looking forward to getting out to everybody. This transition from coach to, to business owner, um, yeah, anybody who's heard you give a speech after a game, um, you know, maybe politely talking to an umpire after a bad call, uh, knows that you're, you're one of the more competitive people out there. You know, how has this been able to, you know, starting something from scratch, be able to kind of, you know, keep that competitive streak where like, I'm not, you know, running back to the field because, I got to be the best glove owner. I got to have the best company now. I mean, is that, is that been the yeah. case? Yeah, that's actually awesome. I, I, <laughs> I don't really mean I've never had an argument with an umpire ever. Or, no, those are conversations like this. Yeah, a lot of give a, and take. Or a passionate speech with my team. Um, <laughs> but dude, you know, it's similar. You know, I, I, I'm, I feel like competition, you, motivation, those, that, that type of stuff, like you can't fake it. Like you can't, Um, I think in my everyday life, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a laid back fun, loving guy. I like to have fun and stuff like that, but just my whole life, I just competition has, as kind of what's been motivated, what's motivated me. Um, whether it was 
playing high school basketball, high school baseball, college coaching. I just don't think there's any point in doing it if you're not trying to be the best. Um, and along that, you, not just be the best for the sake of being the best, but you can, you can impact so many different people that way. Like, that's why I coach. Like, I love impacting lives in the relationship aspect of it. So now transition to, to business in the glove world, man, it's crazy. Like there's, there's so much competition in the glove world that I got to keep that competitive spirit going more than ever. Um, there's already been people, you know, everybody likes to come at you and talk about you and this and that, and you're the best or these guys stink or whatever it is. Um, and, and, and that's good because if they're not talking about you, then it probably means you're not doing something right. But, um, so that drive, that motivation to, to stay on top, to keep growing. And by no means are we on top, but just to keep growing and impacting the market, right? Like, like I want to put a serious dent in this market where we have these Goliath companies that have been around for 50, hundred years, whatever it is. And then some of these bigger, you know, these bigger companies that are multi, multi-million dollar companies that have been around. I want to put a dent in them and, and that's what we're going to do. Um, and that's, I think what we've already done a little bit. Um, so, you know, I just knew with, with, with the way I do things with, with my relationships that I have, I've, I had, it's funny. Cause before I did this, this is what I'm going to say. Before I did this, I, I launched Emory. I reached out to like five or six companies and I basically said like, Hey, here's who I am. I'm a head college baseball coach. I'm a baseball lifer. I was a good player, whatever. And I basically said I wanted to like collaborate or like, what do you think about doing something together, blah, 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 to like established companies, right? Like some big, some really big and some like smaller, but that I, I respected. And I kind of got like big leagued a little bit. Right. I kind of got like big league a little bit where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and they like responded or like, you know, um, and then it never really went anywhere. And they, then a couple that I talked to and a couple that I have like a ton of respect for in the industry were like, hey, you know, it's really hard. It's a really tough industry. And which it is. But while I had the conversation with these people, I, I was just like respectfully like, I appreciate all the information, the insight and the, and the, you know, advice, but you don't know me. Like I'm not doing this to just, to, you know, have a fun side project. I'm doing this to, um, to make a serious dent. Obviously, you know, Conor McGregor, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over, man. I, I just want to start a whole different like vibe, um, the glove market and the basal market. And that's one other thing I'm going to say is part of this was, of course, it's gloves first, but we live in a generation of baseball, which I, I love so much that it's let the kids play, right? It's make baseball fun again. It's, it's, it's about bat flips and trash talking and everything like that. And the bottom line is I thought a lot of the stuff and, and the brands and the style and the vibe were still just flat out corny. And, and I think that's what a lot of these big leaguers and college guys and, and, and all that stuff have seen and been like, yo, I, like your style's different. It's not like, it's not like Johnny taking me out to the ball game. It's more like, it, it's more of like a, a, a new school 
artistic kind of urban vibe that I want to go for. When we do some collaboration stuff moving forward in the next six months, people are going to see that, you know, it's the mother athletes from other sports, um, some, some other industry people involved, things like that. So, uh, yeah, I know I, I rambled on forever, but bottom line is competitively, you can't take, no matter what I do in life, if I'm teaching kindergarten, coaching the big leagues, coaching high school, having a glove company, I don't, I, I just can't turn that switch off. It's impossible. You know, I'm the guy where like my, my daughter, who's almost two and a half, like as soon as she's old enough to like play sports, I'll like block her shot and like talk crap to her, <laughs> you know, and like not even come close. It's to not me. already happening. Yeah. Like not even like, like, when she drops a ball, when I throw it to her, I'm like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> you know, or like, you know, she goes to throw it back to me and I like swat out her hand. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta be better than that. Yeah. Let's go. I just can't turn it off. Um, so it'll never turn off. And I think it's going to be, it's a good thing for the business. Like it, uh, like it was a little bit in my coaching and training career. And now podcasting, because that's something we, again, promo number two, Tuesdays, 12 o'clock, starting next week, dropping at noon. And actually, we'll, we'll test this out. This will drop. This is going to be the same thing. We'll get everybody on schedule. But uh, I think you can probably take the amount of knowledge that you and I have combined on podcasting and put it in a large box, and you would still have the entire content of the large box left. So it's <laughs> kind of figured out as we go. But, you know, what do we want to do here? I mean, we, we've we got a name, Clean Leather po Baseball Podcast obviously representing, you know, kind of a no-brainer with uh, with Emory Gloves. Um, but but what are we trying to do each week, and what do we want to, uh, you know, get out to, to everybody to make sure they keep coming back? Yeah, kind of just – and obviously, also, man, I'm super excited. I think you and I are the, that dynamic duo that the country has has uh, has wanted, you know? Yes. We're, we're, the, we're the duo that everyone – no one knows they want it. What's this? What's that saying? They didn't know they needed something like that. Um, but you the know, ACBL knows now. But I think it's time for the rest <laughs> of the world to know. I think we got to branch out of Northern Jersey and, and Eastern Pennsylvania. We're the baseball duo and couple that the world didn't know that they they wanted and deserved. <laughs> um, right. But but you know when I when I stepped away from coaching. And I did this business. I knew that I always wanted to be a part of baseball. And, and one of the things that I said was I wanted my platform, my forum, the small one that I have to grow, just be able to talk about the game more. You know, I've loved the conversations that I've had so much because like, I don't have any, any more like skin in the game for talking to a kid about recruiting or whatever it is. Like I'm not recruiting him to come to, you know, my college, my high school, my travel team, whatever it is. I'm just talking, it's just about relationships and sharing the things that I've, I've done and seen and the successes and failures that I've had over the last 16 years throughout the game, the things that it's taught me. So I think it's going to be a cool way to, to take on topics that, that people want to want to have answers about and to have you and I share our experiences. You know, you're definitely in the brains of the operation here. Um, but, you know, I don't know, maybe I played a little more on the field, <laughs> on the field stuff than you. I won't even put on a uniform anymore. <laughs> yeah, neither <laughs> do I really. But, um, but uh, 
you also just answer things, talk about the game from just, just an authentic point of view. Maybe say some things that people want to say or are afraid to say. Like, that's one that I want to tell people to know. Like, we're going to talk about – I was going to say a curse word there. I guess we can. We're going to talk about stuff that, that people tiptoe around, man. And, and, and college coaches have to dance around. And when I was a head college coach, I had to dance around and play, play the politically correct answer and, and, and all that crap. I'm not doing that, you know? I don't have a boss anymore um, or, or somebody that I got where, Oh, maybe they don't like that. I said, I don't care. I don't care if I think it's right. If I can help somebody, if I can, you know, some people might think I'm an idiot. Some people might think I'm a genius. I don't care, but you and I are going to be able just to authentically organically talk about the game, whether it's major league baseball, whether it's New Jersey, high school, college baseball, whether it's about the glove industry, um, an individual player, whatever it is, an upcoming prospect, uh, just talk about it and 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 I think help people along the way too. The bit when I when I say help, I mean I mean the recruiting stuff. Yeah, you know, you've done some unbelievable stuff with with some of the guys that we know from helping their their academics. You know, there's just so much bullshit out there, and I did curse. Sorry, there's just so much BS out I there. I don't have a censor button either, so we're yeah. we're in trouble. There's there's so much BS out there of companies that you got to do this and you got to do that. You got to do this. And it's just like, no, you don't like here's what you actually need to do. The first thing you need to do is be good at baseball, man. You know, or the first thing you need to do is be a good person. Um, Not a ranking, not a this, not a I, I, just so much BS. And I just want to want to cut through it and. Be the kind of guy that a coach wants on your team because you know that they're, your team is going to win. Yeah. You know, that, one thing that's yeah. it's always been cool with these coaches that I have a lot of good relationships with, and we'll have them on the podcast, some of these best coaches, some of the best college coaches in the country, in my opinion, is they just know what, I, what I've said to them over the last year isn't going to be BS. Like, if I have a player that, that was really good, but he was kind of soft, like, I told him that. You know, like, hey, if you can get him to <laughs> toughen up a little bit, he's going to be a dude. Um, or, Hey, this guy isn't as, you know, flashy or whatever it is, but he's an absolute grinder is going to help you win. And then they've gone and done that. So like, just being honest, that's, what's helped me with a lot of my relationships, whether it's, you know, college coaches, uh, scouts, front office guys, agents, whatever it might be. So that honesty and, and authenticity, I think is uh, that we're going to bring from the podcast is huge with everything that we're going to be doing. Absolutely. So one last uh, we go 60 seconds here because we're going to hit some quick hitters like starting next week, too. We'll give you one. We'll see how honest and authentic and how, how smart you are in about two months. Labor Day, traditional <sighs> pennant race time. Give me your World Series matchup right now based on what you know, and I'll give you 60 seconds. It's so hard because I don't feel like there 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 are any – Clear-cut favorites. Man, it's so hard. I mean, if I wanted to be politically correct, I would say the Blue Jays out of the, out of the American League. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think they're a couple of years away. They need a little more depth on, on, on the mound, whatever they it might to, be. They need to just be switched over to the NL East, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. That's a, NL East is a debacle. I love looking at their standings and seeing – know what teams that are four games over 500 are in the lead that week or whatever it is just a debacle Hmm. i'm gonna say um i mean i'm a pitching guy 
And I think the White Sox, man, obviously they're having a good year. Um, I just think their pitching and their bullpen is going to be good. Even got, you know, Kopech, obviously Kimbrell and, and, and Hendricks um, on the back end. Kopech's gotten hit around a little bit recently, but he's still such a stud. Um, obviously Giolito, Cease, uh, who's their other big starter I'm forgetting? Rudon. Oh, Carlos Rudon. I mean, jeez. Yeah. You get in the playoffs, man. That's that, that, that that's tough, bro. Every, every one of those guys, you know, 95 to 102. And, um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say White Sox. I'm going to say White Sox, Brewers. I am. I love it. Bob Euchre calling a World Series. Yeah. I'm going to say White Sox, Brewers, just because, again, I like the pitching of the Brewers. I like the, the some of the years that the Adamases are having and stuff like that. And they're just a high-energy group. Um, and I'm not sold. I'm not sold on the Giants. The Dodgers are obviously super talented. But, eh. Eh, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's going to be their time again. Um, Something's missing this year with them. What's that? Yeah. And I'm not sold on the Giants, who I love so many of their guys. Like, I love Brandon Belt. He's such, like, an old-school savage. Um, Love some of their arms. You know I'm not sold on, man? I'm not sold on Gabe Kapler. I don't care. Hopefully Gabe's listening right now. I'm just not sold on Gabe Kapler. He can – he can take a nature walk about it if you want. So I'm just not sold on him. He can, he's certainly got, he's got me on in the abs department, but don't care. Yeah, that's all right. So we got to work on your sense of timing. If that was 60 seconds a little bit, was it? That, no, <laughs> we got, we got deadlines to meet next week. Well, uh, that's it for this week. Stay tuned. You'll uh, catch us next week on the, uh, on the first, the very first episode of Clean Leather Baseball Podcast, you'll get some. Uh, we'll get we'll get it out there. Some special guests, a lot of surprises. Great show coming up. Uh, YouTube.com/slash Generals Baseballs LLC, uh, as well as EmoryGloveCO.com. Get on both of those as much as possible. We will uh, talk to you next week. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Olsher, the man, dude.